Hello everybody and welcome back to Movie Merge. I am your host, Danny Willard, and this is the real first episode of the podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about all three movies that I watched in the last week, but first I wanted to sort of get into something that I mentioned in the pilot because I've changed my mind about a certain rule, and that is the fact that I said that I wanted to pick the movies for the whole month at the beginning of the month for every week, right? But I don't think that that's the best way to go about it. Um, so what we're going to do instead is just do it week by week. So every week we'll learn the movies for the next week. There's no planning ahead because I think it's just simpler and easier to follow that way. And also it kind of like, I don't know, it kind of goes against the whole randomization thing a little bit. I mean, it, that's the whole point of the show is for it to be random. So if at any point I know what I'm going to be watching, it doesn't really, it goes against the purpose basically of the show is what I'm trying to say. So uh, yeah, so we're just going to be doing it week by week because I think that's just the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to kind of get into some other things as in I wanted to talk about some of the things I've been watching in addition to the movies that were chosen for me. Um, and one of those things was Batman versus Superman. And I know you're like, oh, wow, he mentioned that in the pilot. Well, that's why I watched it because I mentioned it and I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch that movie again. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> uh, it's not a great movie. I used to really like stand up for that movie. I still kind of do. I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it's definitely got problems. I I mean that's that there's no secret there. It's got problems, but I still enjoy it. So, um yeah, I decided to rewatch that this week. Um and then I also have been watching a lot of Naruto lately cuz I watched it when I was a kid. So I decided to go back and start rewatching the show again. There's a lot of episodes, and uh, it's taken me a while to get through it, but I've been binging it, so I'm making pretty good progress. Um, but yeah, those are really the only two things that I've watched other than uh, the movies that I picked. So let's get into those right now, actually. So I guess I'll go in order of how I actually watch them, as far as like when I watch them, I guess is what I mean. And uh, the first movie I watched this week was Blair Witch Project. So I was really happy to finally see this movie because it was one of those movies that like I've known about for a long time. Obviously, I mean, it's been out since 1999, um, but I know that a lot of people thought it was real. There was a lot of controversy behind it, so I thought that it was going to be, I don't know. I just, I, I was really curious about it because I wanted to see what, you know, the big idea was, what, you know, why people were sort of obsessing about it. I mean, I, I think it's died down now, but I remember being in elementary school and people were like, oh, wow, like, have you ever seen Blair Witch Project, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, um, but it was good. I'm glad I finally got to watch it. A uh, couple of notes I have written down for it. Number one, um, I like the way it's filmed, as in, like, it's a found footage type of movie. So, I mean, you kind of have to have it that way. So it seems like a documentary, which is what I'm assuming their intention was. Um but yeah, I thought that definitely it was the perfect way to like shoot this movie because I think any other way it wouldn't have really worked. But you know, whatever. And another thing I will say is the um, I don't know, like the one thing that stuck with me was like every single night, whenever or in the movie, I mean, uh, every time it got dark, it it sort of like it was just really intense because it was like what's going to happen tonight? Like it's getting worse each night as the days go on, you know, every time they go to sleep or try to go to sleep, it gets worse. And by the way, how could you ever sleep during that? There is no way I am closing my eyes for more than two seconds. There's even a part in the movie where she's like, I don't want to blink. 
And I was like, yeah, I don't blame you, dude. And you're sleeping out here. Um, but yeah, so that was one thing that built tension. Another thing that I liked was the fact that there were no jump scares. There was not a single jump scare except for maybe the end, the very end, I guess. There's technically a jump scare kind of a little bit, but there's no like ambient like noise. There's no like soundtrack. It's just the noise of mother nature, um, which I like, you know, and I always said like if I was going to make my own horror movie, it would be like that. It, there would be no like, you know, there would be not a single jump scare. I hate jump scares. I think that is why I don't like horror movies because jump scares to me aren't like a way to like, I don't know. It's not a way to make a movie scary. I don't think it adds anything. I think it's just like a quick, it's cheap, I guess is the best way to put it. It's just, it's a cheap way to get a reaction, you know? So, um, but it's not that I'm off that tangent. Um, yeah, the the acting did seem kind of natural. I could see how people thought it was real. I mean, some of the stuff they said was a little over the top and cheesy, and, you know, they swear like every other word, which most people don't really do, but whatever. It's something minor. And then the only thing I didn't understand about the whole movie was one scene where... So the whole thing about them getting lost in the woods is they lose the map, right? Well, the guy, th- one of the guys threw it away because he was angry. Because I, I was like, "What? Why? That you you just doomed everybody because you had a little temper tantrum and threw the map away, you idiot." That was the only thing I thought the whole time. Sorry, I got a little angry about that, but yeah. So I would say that um, my overall thoughts on the whole movie. Uh, I don't think it has any rewatchability at all, and I think that hurts it a lot. Like once you've seen it once, you don't really need to watch it again. Honestly, there's nothing that you're going to miss the first time. There's nothing that, like, is worth going back to see, in my opinion. I mean, I I don't really, there's no, there's not a whole lot of rewatchability, basically. There's just no, like, value that's, like, worth returning to, I guess. It's good to see it once. I'll say that. You know what I mean? It's, It's good to see it one time. But once you've done that, yeah, I will never own that movie, basically. And also, I think they did really well with what they had, um... Because I think they only spent like sixty grand on the movie, and they made way more than that, obviously. So overall, I'm going to give it a five out of ten, which is very middle of the road. I think it's perfect for this movie. It's good to watch, not great. It's got some tension, um, but yeah, there's not there's not a lot of substance. Um, so plus, I think like a lot of what they were like sort of banking on was the fact that people would think it was real but everybody knows now obviously it isn't real so yeah five out of ten for the Blair Witch Project um so yeah like I said before I think we're gonna keep track of uh you know we'll order them by ranking and then once we get through them all we'll kind of go over what I ranked everything and we'll see what was the best so Blair Witch Project is the only horror movie with a five out of ten in the category um and then Next movie I watched was Megamind. And I will say, um, I'm usually not a really big like animated movie guy. That's why I was very picky on my list with the ones that I ended up putting on there. But um, this one was really good. Uh, it was definitely a solid animated movie. It wasn't especially good, um, but it was, it was you know, above average, I would say. Um, the movie has, like, amazing animation for a 2010 animated movie. And I know, like, Animation, it's not that hard to impress, I guess, because you don't need real people or, like, you know, 
you could do anything with animation basically so whatever but it looks good for a 2010 movie uh, and the movie has like amazing music too. It has Bad to the Bone, Highway to Hell, Crazy Train, Welcome to the Jungle, like all, just all these like classic rock songs. And it was awesome. Every single time one of them popped up, it was great. But overall, my favorite thing about the movie was probably the fact that it wasn't like I don't know. It wasn't too like little kiddish or like uh, Disney princessy type of you know yada yada. I just I'm I'm. Like I said, I, I don't really watch that many animated movies kind of for that reason. Not that like it's bad. It's just I won't go out of my way to go and see a movie like that. So I don't know. But um, the cast in this movie was great, too. They had Will Ferrell, Jonah Hill, Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, J.K. Simmons, like an all-star cast. And I know all they're doing is voicing characters or whatever. They're not even acting, really. Well, I guess they are with their voice or whatever. But... um. Yeah, I think I think with the cast, the music, the good animation, I think it's a solid, fun animated movie. Um, I like the fact that there's you know they got superheroes in it. They have uh, motivated characters. You know, Megamind's whole thing is he's you know wanting a rival the whole time. I thought that was cool, and uh, how the characters sort of flip flop throughout the movie, I thought was really good too. So. There's a lot to love. There's funny parts. There's um, parts where you feel bad for the characters. There's, you know, they got it all. So, solid movie. I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. So, solid 6.5 for Megamind. So, that brings us to our third movie, which is um, Escape from New York. Now, I will say this was by far, well, not by far, but it was definitely the most enjoyable of these three for me. I have a weird taste in movies where it's like, I don't, I don't even know. This is going to sound contradictory, sort of, I guess, or contradicting. I don't know. I'm making words up. Um, like I cheesy, cheesy, like action movies get on my nerves sometimes. But when they're '80s cheesy, it's different because I don't know. It's it's just more passable when it's like an '80s action movie for some reason. Like if they did something cheesy right now i probably wouldn't like it that much but i loved it in this movie dude like kurt russell as snake pliskin oh my god as soon as he showed up on the screen with his eye patch and leather jacket i was like dude this is an 80s badass like that's what it is that's just what it is and people i i love i don't know it's just fun to watch it's like you just have to stop caring for a second it's just shut your brain off and watch the action which brings me to my next point. Uh, it's a cheesy movie, and the action's cheesy, uh, like really, really cheesy, like not even close to passably believable. I don't even know what I just said, but you know what I'm saying. Like it does it is not believable at all. Um, that was the only thing is like the hand to hand combat. It was just like okay, it's a little, it's not that great, but I don't think it hurt it. I think it was just something you know. Again, it's from it's not like it's a new movie. I get it. It's of the time. And I still respect it, even though the action kind of sucks at times. The hand-to-hand combat sucks. But essentially, the movie is just Mad Max in New York. I mean, there's people, like, driving around with, like, bars on their windows and, like, chandeliers on their cars. Uh, Like, the Duke's car has a chandelier on it, or four chandeliers on it. So, they definitely went over the top, um, which I thought was great. I mean... But the most over-the-top thing, and this has to be talked about, is the gun 
that Snake has in the movie. If you know what an Uzi is, you know how small it is. An Uzi is not a big gun. It is not a big gun. This Uzi has a silencer, which is definitely the same size as the entire gun itself, and then a sniper scope. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I mean, I, it sounds like I'm like dogging it, but I'm not. It, it was like, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes. Just throw as many attachments on that gun as you could fit. Like, uh, it's just, it's so crazy. But yeah, I love the scene of New York. Um, Kurt Russell, cheesy, cheesy action hero, and has a ridiculous weapon. And he just, like, the quick one liners and, like, I don't know, call me Snake. He says that, like, three times in the movie. And then call me Bliskin. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Which makes it the winner of this week. So, just to recap, um, <clears throat> Blair Witch, good for about one watch. Um, did well with what they had. Five out of ten. Uh, Megamind, uh, really solid animated movie. Great music, great cast. Uh, good animation for a ten-year-old movie. Give it a 6.5 out of ten. And then Escape from New York. Uh, Over-the-top 80s action, fun. Uh, just, Yeah. I just seven out of 10. Like it's one of those movies where it's just like you shut your brain off. Like you watch it with the boys or like after like, I don't know, just like, it's just a guy movie. I don't know. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, that is the rankings and the ratings for the movies this week. Um, so we are going to pick next week's movie, but first we got to get into my movie, the plot that I made, the merge, if you will. Everybody, I present to you my movie plot for the movie called A Snake in the Woods. <clears throat> the movie opens showing the quarantined area of the Blair Witch's old stomping grounds, Burkittsville, Maryland. The government walled off the area because the Blair Witch was discovered and was thought to be eradicated but her magic still seems to remain. The Duke is said to be alive. Not only this, but he fled New York and is hiding in the least suspected area in the country, Burkittsville, Maryland. The camera zooms in on Snake Plissken's face as he overlooks the woods in Burkittsville. He takes one last drag from his cigarette and throws it on the ground. I'm coming for you, Duke. Snake says. He has to break into Burkittsville without being seen. Well, it's a good thing he brought his trusty invisible car. <laughs> he waits for an opening and is able to drive through the quarantined area in the invisible vehicle, but he has to go on foot from here. He leaves his leather jacket on the car so he can remember where it is because it's invisible. <laughs> He spends the rest of his day following the Duke's trail until he has to camp out. Throughout the night, he hears the echoes of the witch's past victims in the distance. I can't say the word victims. People who have been dead for a long time. So he fires off some warning shots into the darkness and the screams stop. <laughs> Would have been my first choice for a hideout, Duke. If only you were hiding in the Bahamas, Snake says to himself. 
morning comes and Snake continues on his trail. He passes many of the witch's artifacts. Some were symbols made from sticks that were hanging in the trees and others were neat piles of rocks on the ground. After hours of trekking through the woods, it was starting to get dark yet again. In the distance, Snake sees an abandoned building in the middle of the woods and there was a faint light in one of the windows on the second floor. You were never the brightest, Duke, Snake says. He approaches the building slowly, trying not to make too much noise. He carefully creeps up the stairs and clears all the rooms except one. He slowly approaches the room and cracks the door until he can see through. It was the Duke. Snake readies his weapon and busts the door down. Knock, knock, Snake says. Snake barges into the room and points the gun at him. The Duke stands up and puts his hands in the air. Well, well, we meet again, Snake. Didn't think you knew I was still kicking, says the Duke. You never should have left New York. And now I'm going to put you into the ground, says Snake. Just as Snake was about to pull the trigger, he saw a terrified look in the Duke's eyes. Only the Duke wasn't terrified of Snake. In fact, he wasn't even looking at Snake. It was almost as if he was looking through him, or right over his shoulder. Behind Snake was the Blair Witch. The Duke jumped in terror and knocked over the lantern he was using to light the room. The room caught flames. Snake turned around and his eye met with the witch's eyes. (laughs) Ha! I guess I got 99 problems, but a witch ain't one. The camera zooms out from the house as it goes up in flames. You can hear the gunshots from Snake's weapon for a few moments, and then the shots stop. The only noise left is the crackling of the fire. The next morning, the area around the house is taped off and an investigation has already been conducted. There were detectives searching the area for any sort of clues or bodies to determine why the house burned down. But they only found one body. It was the Duke. His body was charred and laying in the ashes. Chief, over here. We got a body. Well, I'll be damned. Good work, rookie. Was this you were... Sorry. Was this all you were able to find? No more bodies, sir. However, I did find this. The rookie stuck his hand out. In it was an eye patch. The eye patch belonging to Snake Pliskin. Roll credits. And there you have it, everybody. <laughs> Snake in the Woods. Uh, that was the movie that I was able to come up with uh, by merging all three of the movies I watched this week. So uh, <clears throat> if you weren't able to tell, I took the setting of the Blair Witch Um the characters from I, I took two characters from um, Escape from New York and then I took the invisible car from Megamind so that is what I was able to come up with um, I was pretty happy with that I hope you are all happy as well um, and yeah uh, let's see what we got going next week so uh, let's generate these movies dude Let's go. Uh, number one, we got another horror movie. Great. Uh, and then we got a comedy movie. Okay. And then we have a sci-fi fantasy movie. All right. Well, let's figure out what the horror movie is going to be. Yeah, I can't wait. 
Um, so it looks like the horror movie is going to be Silence of the Lambs. Now, I know what you might be thinking. That's not really a horror movie. Uh, I know, I think. I mean, I had to look it up just a second ago. Apparently, it's considered more of a thriller movie, but some people call it a horror movie. I think it won an Oscar for like some horror category. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, but like I said, I had to fill lists. So it's it's got a lot of genres. So the horror movie is going to be Silence of the Lambs, a.k.a. I lucked out on the horror movie this week. So... Uh, all right, and then the comedy movie is going to be, let's see, uh, looks like old school. All right. Nice. Um, Will Ferrell. Okay, cool. Uh, don't know much about that movie, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Um, and let's get our sci-fi fantasy movie. Which is going to be, hold on a second, uh, um, it looks like we're watching Pixels, cool, uh, never seen that movie, I know, um, actually I worked at a movie theater when it came out, I remember having to, like, clean shows and I saw parts of the movie, it looked pretty cool, um, so yeah, uh, and I know it's like comedy, whatever, but it's also sci-fi, so it's one of those situations where I picked one or the other, kind of like with Silence of the Lambs, so, yeah, that's that. But yeah, so we will be watching Silence of the Lambs, Old School, and Pixels. I'm looking forward to watching all three of these movies, especially Silence of the Lambs. Um, that's one of those movies that I've heard so much about. I know a lot of people quote, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Old School, don't don't know a whole lot about, but you know, Will Ferrell, it's hard to go wrong with Will Ferrell, so there's that. And then Pixels, um, yeah, I, I think um, a lot of people... It's it's a very like love or hated movie like it's very middle of the road I feel like the concept's cool uh, and it's got you know Adam Sandler Peter Pete Peter <laughs> Peter Dinklage uh, so you know it's got a decent cast obviously Adam Sandler's funny um, but yeah looking forward to checking that out all three of them really so should be uh, pretty sweet and um, yeah I really hope people will enjoy this. Um, well, I guess, or I should say, enjoy it as much as me, because I, I am having a lot of fun doing it. You know, it's a cool way to sort of get through this list of movies that I've created for myself um, without, you know, making it too, like, stale. You know, just going down it and watching one by one. I think it's cool to do it this way, where it's random, and I'm sort of able to add a creative twist to it, so... Thank you, everybody, for listening, and I will see you all next week. Take care.